You have one unheard message. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. I brought a buddy in to help me out with this song this time. Call me the buddy. We about to go in it. Hard as hard cider. Whoa. And y'all don't want that hard cider. This is a drunk dial, baby. Drunk dial, baby. Drunk dial, baby. You trying to tell me that the kill of beef only lasted one week? What about the kill of beef? And what about that sting? Something that you want to clean Something that you want to clean To boo oh. so, so you want to know I'm drunk Beep 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 Boop 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 Bop bop boop Call Ring How you doing? I just peed myself Cause I'm drunk Dio Dio <laughs> Die, yo. Uh, yeah. Richard and Dyke on the mic. They like to fight, and it isn't right. I think uh, that's real nice. I'm Cleveland. I've got some spice. Cause I'm drunk, cause I'm drunk, cause I'm drunk, yeah. Drunk, I'm drunk, I'm drunk, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Do you remember when Grease Lightning was a hit TV show? <laughs> I actually don't. I thought that was a movie. It was a movie, <laughs> but there was a split second when they tried to turn it into a TV show. Nah, I think you're talking about Tarzan. Oh, that was Tarzan. Oh, Buzz Lightyear. That was Tarzan. You remember when they made the Mighty Ducks? Nah. TV show? <laughs> nah. They did that. They made a cartoon for a little bit. I didn't have cable. So I watched Arthur. And I watched Word Dog. I made the same word, girl. I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, cyber chase. Running in the motherfucking cyber chase. I say, hey, what a wonderful type of day when you win luck to play. You can do this all day. That's for your author fans out there. Hi, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. And with me, reunited at last, my co-host, Bridget Haran. Hello, it's good to be back in studio. Welcome back to the most professional podcaster. I, I yeah, so so far so good. <laughs> haven't haven't passed out yet today, so things are looking up. Nice. Is that from drinking or? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just getting wildly drunk. No, I um, I'm actually I'm enjoying a a delicious assortment of non-alcoholic beers right now. So I might let you guys down this week because not being the most drunk person on the Drunk Dial podcast. You're you're trying though. You got some duels. You yeah. got what's the what was the name of the brew I got, dog? Uh, brew dog Punk AF. 
uh, from our line of alcohol-free beers at BrewDog and, and in O'Doul's. Um, shockingly enough, the BrewDog is far and away much better than the O'Doul's, as it turns <laughs> out. Um, but yeah, we're, we're t- testing out this new world where I don't drink excessively every single day. Oh, well, you know, Corona works in mysterious ways. Yeah, right? Apparently, my heart might fall out of my chest if it happens, so they're, they're strongly suggesting I don't do that. Uh, I used to work in this uh, dive bar back in the day mm-hmm. on the west side, and I remember this, <laughs> this greasy guy came in. This, like, real greasy couple came in, and the guy ordered, like, a a non-alcoholic beer. I don't remember if it was an O'Doul's, or I think there was also, like, a Cutter, something Cutter, I forget. Yeah. Um, but I, I was like, I gave him whatever the house non-alcoholic beer was mm-hmm. and he proceeded to tell me that it better not have any alcohol in it, that some of them have like a small percentage of alcohol. Yeah. And he was like, even if he had that, he was going to like morph into some rage monster and <laughs> yeah. cause, cause a scene. And I'm like, this sounds like you're an asshole. Like, yeah. I don't know what to it, do. It, what it sounds like to me is that he's one of those guys who's had so many DUIs that now when he goes home, he has to blow into the machine every single night. Uh, and like you can't use mouthwash and so he's like i'm not going back to jail for this this guy certainly blowed i'll tell you that much yeah. um blue yeah blue. yeah maybe i need a couple more non-alcoholic <laughs> beers to get going here actually i just woke up from a nap so i'm like half i'm, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get excited uh, i'll tell you what you were you were definitely missed your presence was missed uh, we had uh, Brent Terhune and Gwen Sunkola on last week, and they're both great. I listened to it; it was awesome. Um, but I will say this: like, I like the hang of recording, and I remember it was just me in here by myself. <laughs> and then when I was done, like normally, like when we're done, I feel like I accomplished something. But I, I usually feel like I had a good time. You know, like when I got done last week i just felt like i like just got done doing my homework like that's what it felt i was just like like well this isn't as enjoyable as it normally is no i was just like okay well i've done that now i guess i go to bed i don't know (laughs) what to do with the rest of my time it didn't feel it didn't feel like a fun podcasting uh uh, sesh did did you feel like you got as drunk as normal no because i remember going to bed yeah so definitely definitely was it just passed out somewhere no (laughs) definitely was not as normal um but yeah we got some fun things um i don't know maybe we can call maybe we can uh i got a couple ideas for some calls i was gonna set up a call with jessica from tinder later we haven't Mm -hmm. i feel like we haven't checked up with her in a while yeah i chatted with her briefly this last week on on instagram um because she was trying to get a hold of you but i haven't we haven't really had her on in a minute. Not since I was out looking for for Sasquatch. Yeah, well, I wanted to definitely grill her about that. She's she's kind of she's in the doghouse. <laughs> she's uh, she's kind of in the doghouse right now. Um, but uh, yeah, she, she did her best. <laughs> she's, she's her best. I do have some very exciting news mm-hmm. for you, though. though I, I've been wanting to to share. I know, I, and I can't remember. I can't remember if it was on this podcast or Harder Brunch podcast. I think it might have actually been on my other podcast, mm-hmm. the Harder Brunch podcast, when we and it was also at the very beginning of. It's been a while since we've talked about this, mm-hmm. but like when we talked about the rapper Cupcake, and yes. I believe we we played some of her for music. Yeah, I, I think it was like it was my second time on Harder Brunch. It might have been my first time on Harder Brunch. To be fair, I introduced you to the uh, music sensation that is Cupcake. Mm-hmm. 
for those of you that don't know, Cupcake is a uh, she's a female rapper. She's a she's a, 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 a amazing Cupcake uh, with a C or Cupcake with a K. Uh, Cupcake with uh, two two Ks. Two Ks. Yeah. Um, yeah, go follow her on, on Twitter, but her story was she had been, she, she's a, she's a very dirty rapper. I mean, she's very like explicit. Yeah. The Um, the language was definitely there. She, um, you know, but like, but like a hundred percent stood behind it, you know, and all of her stuff was Mm -hmm. kind of over the top. I would say almost like cartoonish to a level of like. You know, I'm just very much talking, almost like a junior high, yeah. like, you know, whatever. But it's funny, and it's fun, and it's also, like, she's a pretty good rapper as, as well. Uh, and then if you'd gone, she had stopped right when I got into it and, and was showing Bridget and some other people. I, she, I, yeah, I think she had decided that, like, she wasn't a good... She quit. She, she wasn't a good example or something. I remember there was some She had like, a breakdown. Yeah, yeah. She, she basically had a breakdown, I think. I think some people were kind of calling her out over the lyrics and i think she had been going hard for a number of years and just got to the point where she was calling it quits uh or about to call it quits and um so that's kind of where we left it and that mm-hmm. was uh, about i don't know two months ago or whatever yeah. i mean that was early in 2020 so she had her breakdown before all the rest of us did yeah, yeah. She, she got ahead of it but i think i think corona may have helped her because she she's back um, she's back in full full effect and um i want to play you i'm gonna play you a little clip from this uh this is the uh gr- grilling niggas uh is the name of the song oh, La- loud jesus official music video i'll play you a little a little clip from this But uh, you know, like it, and definitely go check out the video. Uh, it's on, it's up on YouTube. She's having a great time in the video. You can is tell she, she's having fun. Is that human meat that she, I just noticed that <laughs> the gentleman lying on the floor. <laughs> well, you know, I have a feeling it may have been um, niggas that did her wrong. Mm-hmm. I believe that's mm-hmm. part of the part of the name of the song. Yeah. Um, however. Um, she also just, uh, went to, uh, started going up the charts, um, in the past, in the past couple weeks and she was at three and then she was at two and then she was at number one on the iTunes hip hop oh, chart. Wow. So she, so she's coming back in a big way, coming back in a big way. And I just, I just want to say that I was on the cupcake train from the get go. Yeah. I believed in cupcake. <laughs> When she was at her lowest. When she was down. When she was down. You know, I'm not one of these bandwagon riders that just jumps on, <laughs> you know, when people have the clout. I was there supporting her. Uh, what is this tweet? Cupcake is now the first black independent female rapper to hit number one on iTunes USA. Wow. All genres. I mean, we commend you, Cupcake. That is, that, that is, that is exciting. Um... 
yeah. So uh, I don't know. I'd love to get her on the show. We probably should have <laughs> probably should have asked when she was <laughs> down and out. When she was down. I mean, number one, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard <laughs> to swing that for sure. For sure, that's going to put make it a little a little more difficult. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I was very excited about that. I thought I would share that with you. Because I, I wasn't sure where you landed on the whole cupcake thing. You seemed I, like... I, it was... It, it threw me off at first. I wasn't expecting... Um, I, I wasn't expecting it when I first when I first heard about her. And... Uh, but it's catchy. It's, it's definitely something something you could... You could listen to. I am... I'm, I am interested. I, I need to... To really delve into that music video and find out, <laughs> find out the plot line there. All right. Um, what else? I went. Um, I went canoeing. Mm-hmm. I went. I took a my first kind of vacation for the past, like I don't know, last two years. I took I took Cody, our producer Cody. I took him. Uh, <laughs> took him canoeing for the first time. How did that work out? Mixed results. <laughs> I would say those results were mixed. Uh, so he did he did good at the very beginning. We we took um, Zane Zadie that we've had on the program here. I was in a canoe with Zane Zadie and 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 I think you mentioned that Zane had never been canoeing before. No, was... first time, first time canoeer, first time camper. And uh, we had um, a cooler full of food and, and beers. I had a backpack which Chris King had given me, which I. I had believed was waterproof, mm-hmm. filled with some some more delicate snacks, mm-hmm. and then my uh, my thirty pound Rottweiler uh, Beagle mixed dog Cody. <laughs> it was his first time <laughs> in a canoe on a river, um, and I did not. Yeah, unfortunately, I did not have an opportunity to buy him like an appropriate like life jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had a life jacket tied to his leash, which. You know, it will not keep him afloat, but then hopefully you could at least spot where he is. Yeah, it's not a it's not a life saving device at that point. <laughs> it's more of a buoy, <laughs> so you could, if you have to dredge the bottom of the river. And here's the thing about the river that we were on: uh, it's called the Big Blue River in, in Indiana, and uh, it is. It's one that you have canoed before. Many times, many times. So, I uh, so you were uh, confident. You you felt really good. Like, yeah. I mean, I had been on this river, like I used to work at a summer camp, so I had been in here with groups of kids, no exaggeration, probably upwards of 30 plus times have I done this. Um, And there's parts where it's like real deep and there's parts where it's real shallow. I would say most of it is not super deep, but the parts that are deep also have like a pretty bad undertow. Mm -hmm. And the first time we just hit like a rock, kind of go... Which if you stay in... In your boat, it it's not an issue with the undertow. Well, I've never ever had an issue before. That was the other thing. I've never capsized. I've never had an issue. And in fact, like I used to be a lifeguard, and I would be in a kayak, and my job was to go help the kids that had gotten stuck, maybe. But I've never, in my experience, um, tipped over or had any kind of issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, this time we tipped over twice. <laughs> Uh, the first time Zane lost his shoe and we obviously all of our snacks got wet. Some beers were lost. The dog went into the water. He was not real happy about it, but I I got to him pretty quickly the first time and we like 
reset the boat, got everything back in, and we'd taken like a nice long break. And then we were going down the river later in the afternoon. And I don't know, there was like a branch kind of thing that was sticking out like from the side bank. Mm -hmm. And I guess Zane just thought it was something that he could kind of push to the side. <laughs> um, but, if, if it's still attached to the tree, it will swing back at you. <laughs> but it, it wasn't like a, it was like a tree that was just growing sideways out of the bank. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was like a firm log. It did not, it did not bend. Um, <laughs> So it hit Zane, which kind of rocked the whole boat. And then I think it was like a Three Stooges routine. Like it hit Zane in the face. Cody kind of ducked it. And then it hit me in the face. Yeah. And then the whole canoe rolled. <laughs> and, then, and then and it was definitely to the point. That was the point where it was like really deep. I definitely could not touch the bottom. Um, and I felt like this aggressive undercurrent. Um and I just remember reaching out and grabbing Cody's leash mm -hmm. and being like, okay, I got the leash. So if I, if I have the, I can, I can find him. Yeah, and it was I, can, kind of, I can pull him. I pulled it in and I got a wet dog in my hands. And then I was like, grabbed him. And I was like, I just got to get to the surface. <laughs> and then I was like thinking, I was like, God, how long has it been since I've made like a rescue? <laughs> I don't even know if I'm doing this right yeah. anymore. And you're <laughs> like, also, like, where's Zane? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you like got Cody. You're like, I got it. <laughs> but it's like. Zane's probably un he's way down way downstream under the underwater. Well, you know when you're wrecking a canoe, it's like getting into a car wreck. But if that car wreck just kept moving down river, yeah, moved so, all away from you. So I look and I see Zane is like all the way down river, <laughs> and like they tell you, well, they didn't tell us this time, but like normally, like if you have kids there, they give mm. you a little bit of instruction, and you never want to be downstream of your canoe. No. Because that canoe can, like, pin you against any number of Anything. things. So I look downstream once I get above water. <laughs> Zane is downstream. And I'm just, like, yelling. I was, like, grab the canoe. <laughs> like, I got the dog. Grab the canoe. Yeah. And uh, our, our people in our party finally stopped and helped. But then... Uh, <laughs> I mean, everyone else was just, like, having a great time. Kept yeah. going. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a fun... Well, the first time it happened so quickly, I think people didn't realize what happened. Mm -hmm. And the second time, they're just like, what is wrong with you two? Like, seriously, you said you were good at this. Um, I lost my glasses. Oh, no. They went to the bottom of the river. Um, I lost my I, I lost my hat and my glasses. Those were <laughs> both, uh, both immediately gone. A new hat I had bought about a week ago. And gla glasses, I were about about ready for a new pair. Yeah. Um. Now all the food is definitely ruined. Like before, it maybe could be salvaged. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that was sealed was fine, so I think we still had some. T but I don't think anybody was interested in eating it after then because it was like swamped out. Yeah. Um. But like, I also wasn't sure if Zane had a concussion or not. Well, that's uh, true. If like, if like a big branch hits you yeah. in the head. He seemed very confused. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then you instantly get thrown into the water. He should have died by all by all counts. Um, it it, Jesus. it was rough, and then like the rest of the time, like Cody is just kind of looking at me like, "What? Why the Why the fuck will we be doing this? Why? <laughs> why, why is this even?" He's like, enough? "I am not getting back in that boat." <laughs> I physically had to put him back in a couple <laughs> times. Just like, no, you know what happens every time we get yeah. in this thing. Why would we do? And the rest of the time was fine. We managed to get get home safely. So I don't know. Like for me, it was just like okay, that was one out of like 
I don't know, 30 or 40 times I've, yeah. I've gone. And so it's so like, your odds are still good, but also. Yeah, but I feel bad for Zane because I feel like that was 100% yeah. of his canoeing experience was. And now he will never canoe again. Probably not, <laughs> no. probably not. Or camp or or yeah. probably hang out with me, you know. He's like, like, maybe I'll hike again, but like definitely not camp, definitely not canoe, and definitely not with you. I almost killed him. <laughs> All right. Um. We got a we got we got a great guest uh, on the show today. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back uh, calling our guest. Bye. Hello. Hi, welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. Hello, this is Caitlin. Should I introduce myself? Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Uh, I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yeah, I was super excited when you when you asked me to come on. I love drunk dialing. Yeah, well You and us both. <laughs> we, we we started this at the very at the very beginning of COVID from the from the first lockdown. Uh, Bridget Bridget's my neighbor. She'd been on uh been on another one of my, my other podcasts before, Harder Brunch. And um, so I asked her, we both kind of lost our jobs and, and I lost comedy in the same day. And so I asked her yeah. asked her if she wanted to become a professional bro- uh, podcaster. And she said, why not? Yeah. It's, I was like, what do I have to lose? This is my well, full-time job now. Both. Thank you. And, and, then we, and then we just started calling uh, comics and checking in on them. Uh, and, and how are the comics doing? Terrible. It was very sad at the beginning. It was really touch and go there for a second. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of hard. <laughs> we definitely weren't getting a fuck, but it, it became almost like a like a therapy session, you know. Like, and uh, a lot yeah. of a lot of it we did not end up using. <laughs> a lot of it hit the cutting room floor. Um, but it was fun, and it was it was something for for us to do to keep sane during it. And we kind of kept the best interviews, mm-hmm. and then uh, it's kind of morphed into like, well, we can continue to call uh, comics and check in with people and see how they're doing. Yeah, it's it's less about quarantine now and more just about how we're all adapting to a post COVID world. Yeah. Oh, cool! Well, I have many thoughts. And then, <laughs> and then, so so to fill people in uh, about you. Caitlin, you um, are, are stand-up comic uh, here on the Indianapolis comedy scene, and then last yep. year you moved to Washington D.C. I did. That's right. a big move. Yeah, and should I take it from there? That's probably where your knowledge kind of drops off. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, <laughs> and then I have I tell no idea. That all the time. <laughs> and then I disappeared. Uh, yeah, so I moved to D.C. about ten months ago now, um, and started up super quick uh in the dc scene i mean the first day well i hadn't even moved here yet i was in transition i was living in baltimore for a couple of weeks and driving down to open mics here in dc to try to get kind of a jump start um and things are going well for a while and then covid hit so what can you say uh so yeah we're still in um we're still in lockdown here um i actually i visited indiana uh two weekends ago to come see my family mm-hmm. and i was really shocked at like how like everything's like normal there we're, we're wide yeah, open normal, but. people really I oh think yeah they just got bored and they're like we're ready to go back out they're like it's done yeah. 
That's not how viruses work. Yeah. I know. My dad's a paramedic, okay? <laughs> I can tell you how they work. Uh, um, actually, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are on, like, full lockdown still? Uh, I think we just got into stage two um, not too long ago. So we're not on, like, full lockdown, but, I mean, things aren't open, you know? Um, like, we're still, um, my partner and I, we're still teleworking from home and will be like we have uh, my my organization has no plan whatsoever of returning mm. for the time being so i think it's interesting yeah, I think how many companies realize that they don't even need an office how many places realize that actually everyone can work from home and, and i think that that might be just the new future there's going to be lots more of just work from home jobs yeah i mean especially until we get a vaccine but like even after that mm-hmm. for sure um, yeah, that's something like my office is very much like against teleworking. And then, I mean, then, you know, we had to, and now they're like, oh, you can actually do this and you get work done. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was kind of a trust thing before. They're like, you're just going to stay home and goof off. Which, yes, sometimes I do. <laughs> but I get work done. So. Uh, well, so this is kind of awkward because I was going to just tell you, because you, you used to come to all of our open mics. Um, I'm, we're, we're, Red Flag is starting up an open mic next week, <laughs> but, Congrats, guys. <laughs> but it's going to be outdoors. Oh, cool. And we're going to take all the, all the precautions that we possibly can. Uh, I was, I was telling Bridget earlier, uh, off, off air that we have these little like mic covers, like slippers, mm-hmm. like mic condoms, the basically. Mic condoms. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so everyone gets, and will people actually use them? Well, the host will the host will wipe down the mic and and put a new condom on for each for each comic. So oh, okay, so it's already like locked and loaded. You get like a clean microphone with like a, a cover on it, and it'll just be sw- like you don't even have to do anything. You just walk up, and it's like all set for you. And it's 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 outdoors, so we will at least have the possibility of uh, social distancing. We're going to provide. Uh, mass for people and and sanitizer solution and it's going to be at least for the next month or two the majority of the time the sun will still be shining so we'll get that uv light hitting everybody and uh, mm-hmm. i don't know we love that sunshine ho- hopefully that burns the corona away i feel like corona is like the same it's like vampire rules right it's like yeah. mm-hmm. a little bit of garlic across maybe holy water mm-hmm. sunlight it's all good i feel like that's what some people think <laughs> yeah I don't but know. That's I why somebody... they're like, we can't quarantine. We have to go outside. It's like, no, yes. that's dumb. It's so crazy. I had somebody tell me when I was back, they were they were like, um, the government made up the coronavirus. And oh. I was like, actually, they did not. Oh, it's a lot of people. <laughs> it think is that, the yeah. big trend here. I just, my question is, like, why would the government do that? Like, who is, be- who is having a good time right now? Have you Not he- a single person. Have you heard of uh have you heard of QAnon, Caitlin? Wait, no, what is this? QAnon is a conspiracy theory <laughs> of uh this it's hardcore uh it's it's based out of hardcore Trump supporters. Um that but they believe that um originally that coronavirus um was a hoax. Uh it, but it was it was made specifically so Donald Trump could put uh, all of the pedophiles from Hollywood, he was going to go collect them all while everybody was safe in quarantine, and yeah. he, he was going to protect us from all the Hollywood pedophiles. Like Oprah and Tom Hanks. Yeah. Wait, 
I have so many questions. <laughs> Oprah? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. I didn't know Oprah was a pedophile. That's and, huh. and, and uh, America's sweetheart, Tom Hanks. Yeah. We all thought he was he was the father that we always wanted, but no, apparently not. You know, I feel like that's the one. I've just been waiting for, like, the other shoe to drop on him, you know? <laughs> like, he's got... Uh, it's it's coming, and it's going to destroy me. Yeah, you, I don't you're, know. You're like, I but knew there was something wrong with him. You know what? I had the same thing with James Franco. I knew there was something creepy about him. And then the day I found out that he had, like, some issues, I was like, ha! I knew it! And then I felt bad for, you know, all the women. That's a. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty safe bet with with most men in general. So <laughs> you'd be like, really I is. thought maybe he was a creep, and yeah. he was a creep. You're you're like, I don't know what it's gonna be. Are you a pedophile? <laughs> Are you a rapist? Are you just creepy? But they're like, there's always something. Are you one of those weird toe lickers? Like, I don't know. It's it's always something weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hate it when men turn out to be toe lickers. Yeah, so. <laughs> the worst. Really, the worst. <laughs> So, Kayla, I did have a question for you. I, I, I don't know if you're keeping, uh, I don't know if you're keeping up on current events, but apparently um, there's a lot of creeps in the in the comedy uh, community. It turns out uh, there are. Um, <laughs> He's like, can you believe it? And she's like, actually, yes, I 100 can't believe it. <laughs> but, uh, as a female comedian, yes. <laughs> Uh, but no, but like I, I did kind of want to get your opinion on that because obviously my opinion is going to be skewed and all these things like, you know, I feel like sometimes guys are the last to know. Sometimes guys are the last to find out that they're themselves are creeps, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, like, sure. like I, I feel like our comedy scene is pretty good, I guess, comparatively. I don't know if that's I don't know how you would compare those, but like, how did you feel? I guess about Indianapolis versus DC versus, um, you know, yeah. any other comedy. Indie? Like, yeah, uh, indie versus, it, but like. Indie definitely better. <laughs> better than DC? Yeah. I mean, and I don't know if it's just because of like the amount of people, because honestly, just like the, the size of the scene here, especially like the, the size of like people kind of at my level, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the scene is just, you know, people who haven't quit yet, but they will. Mm. She's like, that, that's going to be when I really climb the ladder. Yeah, yeah. You just have to wait for all. It's like waiting in line for something when the line's not moving and, like, people in front of you drop out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I knew it. I just have to outweigh these other mediocre comedians. And then I'll be the only one left. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a ton of, I mean, I think just because of the sheer size, like, I've definitely run into more problems here than I ever did in Indianapolis with like creepy guys, mm-hmm. but they're here. They're here. But I think the good news is, like, I mean, women are like talk. It's crazy to me about male comedians because now you've like either assaulted or harassed all of these women who have a platform with a microphone to talk to other people about things that yeah. it does and like make fun of you for it. It's, that's just crazy to me. The ego behind. A man who's like, I mean, what's she going to do about it? It's like, well, she's got a microphone every other Wednesday, so probably something. She, she like, talks about her daddy issues and her period to strangers, so I don't think she's going to be too scared about sharing this. Yeah. Well, here's, I guess here's my question. Uh, Is it so much that comedy itself is, is, is riddled with all this, or is it just the dudes and it's any industry? 
It's the dudes in any industry. Okay. Not someone in a male-dominated industry. It's okay. The well, dudes. The, so, well, like, like Bridget is a professional chef. So, like, I feel oh. like uh, I, I feel like uh, she's the executive chef at a, at a, a local brewery here in Indianapolis. And um, I've worked in kitchens my whole life. And, like, I feel like, from my experience mm-hmm. as a dude, kitchens seemed way worse than comedy mm-hmm. as far as, like, harassment. is <laughs> kind of the what what was okay is the status quo but i think it's any industry you know it's like in in the 50s really women weren't working at all so industries that they were working in they were getting harassed but then they overcame it whereas like now in today's standards there's really no field that can be male dominated anymore like we're all kind of getting our foot in the door in different places so it's always gonna everything's changing and so it's just like men have to realize that the things that were okay you know 30 years ago aren't gonna fly now but even and, then like weren't okay yeah oh no 100 not but now we yeah. talk about it more and now it's like you know i i've worked hard to be here and i'm not gonna let you kind of bully and harass me out of it yeah i think another problem too is that like i i'm not defending men but i do think like men have just been able to act the way that they do for so long mm-hmm. that they literally don't know that like what they're doing Especially with, like, some more, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like a lot of men don't know, like, the power that mm. they hold, yeah. right? Um, in a lot of situations. And, I mean, that's still their fault. Like, go learn. I'm yeah. not here to teach you. But No, but you're <laughs> yeah. so right. It's like with, with the, like when the Me Too movement kind of really kicked off in the last couple of years, it really got people. And a lot of women started speaking out. And I think guys finally were like, oh, I've been, do- I mean, I've been doing that forever. Why didn't someone tell me before? And it was like, well, maybe like nobody felt like, so it's like nice guys who just were raised in a yeah. society that it, they felt like it was okay. And it's like, we're finally telling you like, it was never okay. Now you're just yeah. like, yeah, hey, exactly. you have to learn, like teach yourself. As a resident guy. Um, <laughs> no, I, I will. Uh, guys, I'm sorry, did we ask for your <laughs> Stop mansplaining. I <laughs> No, what do you think, Dyke? I'm dying to hear. <laughs> no. I was, I was just gonna say that like like two things that I, I've noticed is like one, like yeah, you definitely hear stories about st- stuff and you go, Oh god, I've I've definitely been doing that and th- never thought that that was an issue. And then and then also I think the sheer volume, I think guys always heard that like, you know, you'd hear like a antidote from like a woman saying like oh I, this happened to me and you're like oh that must be like an outlier like i can't believe like mm-hmm. one dude was creepy to you once one time in your life like that must have been hard and then like the sheer volume of stories you're like oh i didn't realize i and i think it's almost kind of comparable to like white people hearing stories about like black folks dealing with the police and stuff which yeah. is like oh i didn't realize this was like an everyday all the time thing. Yeah. I thought this was like a once in a while thing. And yeah. And it, it really opened my mind to be like, Oh, like, Oh, you're harassed like all the time. Like yeah. I thought you just like, are telling me the story of the one time you were being harassed. I had a guy friend before COVID obviously. And we were out at the bar and he was like, that girl just smacked my ass. And he was like really upset, like really flustered by it. And I, I must not have seemed, <laughs> you know, appropriately upset with him because he was like can you believe that and I was like every single time I get dressed to go out somewhere I literally evaluate what I'm wearing can someone slip their hand on my skirt can someone like grab my ass in this is this gonna make me look too cute like what's 
And it's the kind of thing where it's like, that's not fair. Like you should, it should just be a one-time person that it's like, and I should be upset when someone grabs my ass now because like he was clearly very thrown by it and he was so upset. And it made me realize like, oh, I don't even get upset anymore because to me it feels like it's normal. I think that's the issue. Like what you were saying about, you know, like the Black Lives Matter movement is it's very much, you know, we've grown to think something's normal and it's not. And that's what needs to change is like, it's not that this has ever been okay. It's just that we let it be normal for so long. Yeah. Caitlin. Caitlin, Don't go ahead. No, I was just going to add that, like, something that really shocked me, like, even, like, as a woman, especially in the, like, aftermath of Me Too, was the fact that, like, every woman I know, like, has a story. Mm-hmm. Every single one. I was like, oh, yeah, this happened this time. Even if it's just one. And, like, that's what was really shocking to me like, during that time. Because it's like, we um, But go ahead. What was your question? Oh, yeah. I, I was, uh, I was actually going to ask, um, because of, well, and so I guess extended lockdown you're on now. Uh, that's that's what we yeah. that's what we Hoosiers call it. I guess you're on extended lockdown. See, we call it normal lockdown. <laughs> we call it probably appropriate. Lockdown. I guess you guys, we I, call it. There's not a solution, so obviously we're not going out. Um, um, what have you been doing? What have you been doing? Obviously, since you can't do stand up comedy, what have you been doing to keep your creative juices flowing? To keep yourself not going crazy? Yeah, um, so we've actually, here on the scene, people switched over to Zoom shows, like, really quick. Okay. So, I did a lot of Zoom shows, which, they aren't fun, and they aren't good, <laughs> but there's something. Wait. I saw this tweet the other day where this person was like, if you do, like, comedians do Zoom shows to, like, you know, make sure they're still, like, practicing their skills or whatever, yeah. comedians record Zoom shows when they're psychopaths. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, so I did a lot of Zoom shows, um, and there's some more to come. Um, And then I've also just been, like, writing, I guess, trying to, like, keep up. (laughs) Like, writing new jokes, even if they don't get performed. Um, Yeah. How many many Zoom shows do you think you've done? Um... I mean, I was doing them weekly for a while. I haven't done um ever since actually the um, George Floyd murder and the protests that followed. Um, a lot of them shows kind of stopped, so I haven't done them. I guess that's been like a month now. I thought um, you were gonna be like, I did, I did again. more every day. <laughs> so, <laughs> people really needed to hear my voice um, in that time as as a white woman. Um, <laughs> No, nobody needed to hear me. Nobody still needs to hear me, to be honest. Um, yeah, so no, they didn't start. But they are starting up again. I think I have a few scheduled for the next like few weeks. Um, yeah. This so basically is, Zoom shows. That's my answer. This is the Black Lives Matter episode of the Drunk Dial podcast. So <laughs> we thought it best. I feel like I'm, an, I'm a very inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it best to call you and get your input on it. Uh, yeah, actually, like, I don't know how much you know about race. Um, you know what? <laughs> Let me explain it to you. I just read a book called How to Be an Anti-Racist. So, <laughs> uh, I got a, I got a lot of phone calls. Uh, let me share something with you, Kate. Oh, oh shit! Hold on a second. I just oh, hung no. up on her. <laughs> just, that's not what you do. She's gonna think that that's why. 
I know that sounds like I said, let me share something with you and then hung up on you. Because uh, that's what happened. <laughs> that's literally exactly what happened. Uh, let me try that again. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, th- this is the Drunk Dial podcast. Right, there's a reason. So I got some messages, uh, <laughs> and I found out I've talked to uh, every black person that I've known, um, and I'm like, "Hey, did you have you have you got the weird messages?" <laughs> They're like, "Oh yeah." Oh, is it white people like reaching out to check in on your black friends? Yeah. Um, yeah. See, but- I thought of you, <laughs> and then I thought. <laughs> You should have sent me, like, here's the thing. Like, if you're going to do that, I feel like the appropriate thing is to send a gift. Yeah. You know? Just Venmo you something. Um, a gift? Sorry yeah, for I the, can send gifts all day. Yeah. Racism. Here's 20 bucks to your Venmo. Uh, so. <laughs> I did see one of my black friends posting, and they were like, here's my Venmo for reparations. <laughs> and I, I was like. I mean, I'm it's, I'm navigating this. I'm trying to be a good, and I was like, "Is this what we're supposed to?" No. <laughs> <laughs> don't be don't be a sucker, Caitlin. Don't be a sucker. <laughs> don't be a sucker, but also don't be a racist. I don't know. I don't know. Like, be a good ally, but don't go bankrupt Venmoing people. Yeah. So okay. th- this is from my this is two ex girlfriends ago. I get I get a text. Um, I will not say her name. Um, <laughs> I mean, she knows who she is now, just because if she's listening. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Think, I don't think she's listening to this podcast. Um, Maybe she does now. But I get I get this when I right, on Sunday when I do it right, literally right before I do my brunch podcast, and it comes in and it goes for what it's worth. I just want to tell you that you do not deserve to live in a world of violence, fear, and anxiety. You matter. And I just wanted to tell you that I continue to try and grow as I know I've lived in a bubble for a very long time. That's pretty nice, right? That's pretty nice. Yeah. Okay. And then the new, the, another text comes in. My black friends passed. Oh, 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 so it's, so it's a group message. No, 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 no. no this not. is a copy and paste. They could have been a mail merge. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not a group text, but my black friends in quote in parentheses past and present deserve to hear that so i think she called me the ghost of black friends past yeah. i think that's what that was <laughs> i was like even black people that i don't talk to anymore yeah. you deserve even to ones that I even, cut out of my life yeah they try not to think oh about God. try to bury a lot of suppress a lot of those yeah. memories um, your life still technically matters mm-hmm. She's like, not to me, and not, <laughs> not, not me. in my current life, no, but to someone, no, yeah. probably. Someone, I'm sure, still thinks it matters. I uh, feel like that's a good lesson for all of us. Even <laughs> the black people we don't talk to matter. Yeah. And then I got one from a, I got one from a coworker, and she, she was very uh, open about the fact that, like, we don't have, like, uh, like that kind of relationship. Like, like we were definitely... Like, like, I know we're not friends, and I don't really like you, but... She was like, I know we normally just uh, send happy birthday to each other once a year, and uh, mm-hmm, okay. and, and maybe the occasional meme. <laughs> but uh, how are you doing? <laughs> no, no, she said we talk about dogs. That's what it was. It wasn't even memes. We weren't even meme level friends. It's <laughs> just one specific thing. We both own dogs. <laughs> 
And um, I didn't know that was like on the checklist for white people to reach out to all your black friends that own dogs. Because mm-hmm. I did not do that. Well, and I feel like. I feel what, is that bad? No, I just feel like I feel like here's the thing. When I feel like I'm the only black friend you have, then I feel like that's saying something about you. Yeah. <laughs> like, was I the only one on this list? <laughs> You're not doing it right at yeah. all. You need to you get a better black support group. Um, wow. So, uh, so it, did anything change as far as like like your comedy when you go out to DC? Do you, like, do you feel like a hayseed? Like, when you first get out there, pre-corona, do you feel like a hayseed when you get out there? Like, oh, I'm from the Midwest. Hell, hell. Oh, oh my God. Uh, sort of. It's definitely different, and it's definitely, like, a different, um, like, there's just a different style here, I think. Um, and there's also a different level of, like, comfort, right? Because, like, in the indie scene, like, you can go to three or four miles a week and it's basically the same people. Yeah. So, I, you know, they're like friends, right? They're mm-hmm. friends. Like, they're all my friends, right? They're my friends. For sure. Um, <laughs> She's like, I'm going to keep saying yeah, it until you offer yes. some sort of validation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You can just actually sit there silently, Dyke, and not confirm <laughs> any of this. That makes me feel... Yeah, because that's what friends do, actually. The, <laughs> the, the city wept. The city wept when you left, Caitlin. Okay, that's good enough for me. Again. Um, but here, it's, it's not like that. Like, there are a ton of different people, and, like, you can go to different mics and see different people. So there's a different level of comfort. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely, I I, re, I have all new jokes now. I don't, like, yeah, I had to write new jokes. Um, what else? Is, is, that, is that because you, you didn't think the jokes that you had worked when you got out there? Yeah, no. Like, jokes that don't work here, um, like, jokes about religion don't work here, I don't think as much, because I don't think as many people, like, grew up religious. Uh, like, I feel like it's much more common over in Indiana. Okay. That's um, Interesting. Yeah. So that was definitely something that didn't work here. Um, what else? Oh, I had a joke about, um, <laughs> I used to have a joke about Jim Jones, um, oh, but people very, here yeah. don't know who he it's is. It's a very Indiana... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so we had we had to cut that. Yeah, I um, is there any, yeah. is there anything worse than when you have a, like a joke that really works and it just like doesn't connect with people for whatever reason? Where it's just like, oh, this should this should work. Yeah, this is this should land. Like by all intents and purposes, this is uh this is funny. Like I had a joke about um, you you guys know what stolen valor is. No, is it a video game? God damn it! So okay, so so this this so is this is this, is, this is exactly why. <laughs> but like, I had a joke about stolen valor. Stolen valor is the is is it's the term when somebody impersonates like a a, a military person okay. for oh for recognition yeah. or whatever. Okay. Like the people that go to the mall and dress up like they get like a goodwill mm-hmm. marine outfit yeah. and then try yeah. to try to get like free frozen yogurt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's called first on the airplane things like that. Yeah, so it's called it's just, it's it's called stolen valor, but like the whole punchline was kind of tied into the fact that I just assumed everybody knew what that was, and then yeah. and, and, and nobody did. And there was a comic who was a vet, and he came and like told me one time when I was at Crackers, he's like, "Hey man, uh, I don't think most people know what stolen valor is." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Son of a bitch!" Damn it. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, and you. No. What's my gut wrenching? You've talked with people on comedies or comics on this podcast before about how, like, even different places in 
the same city can like things can land differently like obviously if you're up in like noblesville fishers it's going to land different than if you're downtown or in fountain square so i can't even imagine going across the country how how much that would have to change and alter kind of yeah what, what you would normally do i just picture yeah. what uh, I, I don't know if you i don't know if you saw a picture of caitlin but uh what what our our, our good friend hannah says about caitlin oh, is hannah. she looks like a american girl doll came to life um <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I would like to think that you went to D.C. and just became, like, a super vulgar comic. <laughs> Y'all ready to talk about dicks and pussies up in here? She's the cupcake of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I do have, I did, I wrote this really funny joke um, about incest that I tell now, which is, like, my vulgar joke. Yeah. But, man, people, like, Older, like older men will like hear it and then they'll be like that was the funniest joke i've ever heard but then they'll like message me afterwards and they're like blah, 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 your brother blah, blah. i'm like okay like yeah yeah You're yeah like, that's not the so goal here for you sir well you know <laughs> you know what they say about magic you, you know when you, when you when you cast a spell it always costs you something <laughs> I, I, I'm never going to say that phrase again. That sounded creepy as hell. <laughs> you know what, Caitlin? You shouldn't be telling those jokes if you don't want people sliding in your DMs saying inappropriate things. That is okay, gross. Okay, go, go back to 2005, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're in 2020, and you can't say that anymore. Uh, no, that's that's whack as hell, man. I'm sorry that uh, happened to you. I'll tell you what. No, no, but that's what happens when, like, cute like little girl looking women like tell sex jokes men are just kind of like <laughs> 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 didn't expect it from you look at you and it's like oh no you're crazy <laughs> oh what are they there i used to have people call me in high school they're like oh you must be a closet freak <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh. Like, no i'm not that's t- you know, nope. like, i hate that you said that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i either wish i were dead or you were dead yeah one of the two mostly you <laughs> Mostly, yeah. See, I I did always like. I feel like you always had like one, like and not every time, but I feel like you always had like kind of one raunchy joke that you kept as like a nuclear bomb that you would just kind of throw out there. And like to me, it was always just so unexpected that I was just like, like that's really funny because it's mm-hmm. like the it was like your act isn't raunchy, so it's like you know there's definitely like you know comics that like their whole act is raunchy, and mm-hmm. like to me, it's always funnier when it's like that person just says one thing and it's so unexpected, mm-hmm. you know, but like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess I just kind of left it at that. It wasn't going to like, <laughs> let me text her later about how funny I really thought it was. <laughs> like, I know I told her and that I know should I told be enough, <laughs> but let me really amp it up now with it's, the creepiness. It's three o'clock in the morning. I just remembered. <laughs> it's time. You uh, must know. Uh, no, I definitely, and like on the other side too, there's like this feeling of like kind of elation when like you do tell like that one vulgar joke and people are like, I told you. Yeah, it, it always, I am vulgar. It always made me feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> it was just like, it's like sometimes I forget that you're an adult and I was just like, oh, God, she's not allowed to use the, yeah. the no no words. He did say, as we were getting ready to call you, he was like, yeah. Um, she's a girl. Well, no, she's, I mean, she's an adult human. She's an adult <laughs> woman. I don't know why I said girl. And I was like, well, Ouch, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, I am a woman, a lady. Whoa, man. Uh, I feel like I feel like you just give off like little sister vibes, like not in the, not in the creepy way, not in the porn hub way, not, not, not in the incest way. <laughs> Like, little sister vibes are creepy until you say not in the creepy. <laughs> <laughs> she she was gonna be flattered and now she's like, oh, I God. was fine. Like Ooh. I have brothers. I don't think it, I was fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, no, I do have that vibe. And I, I had use it. I had a stepsister and she did not even want to share a car with me. Yeah. All right, that's a joke I will never use again. <laughs> that, again, we're <laughs> about not the audience. This is not the audience. Look. It's been a while. I haven't had a stage. (laughs) No. Try my best. Take your pen. Take your pencil. Take your Sharpie marker. X. X over that. Cross cross that one out. Uh, (laughs) Well, I I, I did notice that, like, depending on the rooms, I was like, uh, a room filled with uh, 25-year-old white women is not the room where I try my sex jokes out on. I I can see that. I got a lot of just, like, twisted up, disgusted faces. (laughs) A lot of people look confused and, yeah. and, and horrified. Uh, yeah. I message you later in the middle of the night just to condemn you more. Just be like, yeah. no. Hey, I'm still thinking about how awful that how joke was. I hate <laughs> you. <laughs> I <wish> you. <laughs> Hopefully you never tell that again. Please. I will say, whenever I see in the news anything about an IED, I always think of your IUD joke where you're like, that's what killed my brother in Afghanistan. And I think that's funny. Wait, what? It was silence. What? No, it was. I I was. So I had to. So like, I've been doing this podcast with Bridget, and like, Bridget likes to mock me and 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 tear me apart and shame me. It's our banter. But but she's in the room. She's in the room physically with me, and I can tell even when she doesn't like a joke. Sometimes I can tell that she's like holding back, like she doesn't want to like it. (laughs) But I can tell that part of her is like at least at least so disgusted that she thinks it's funny. But uh, I I did a I did a podcast with Brett Terhune and Gwen Sunkel, and they were both not in the room. So I I'm in this podcast studio, and I'm talking to both of them, and I had every other joke I told just bombed, <laughs> and and just and, and and I feel like almost like there was a lag in the like I feel like I was like talking on a walkie-talkie or something. Oh yeah. So like I would bomb and then it would just be like somebody please say something somebody, like somebody. yeah and uh, I I have a I have a soundboard here Killen and I played so I bombed really bad and it was just like nobody was saying anything so I meant to press the sound effect of cri- crickets chirping and just to make fun of my bomb mm-hmm. and uh, one it's a very long sound effect yeah, and you, you can't need to label them you can't you can't stop it once it begins. And I didn't realize that the volume was all the way up. So just imagine, like, I tell a joke, nobody laughs at it for for a very long time, and then the loudest crickets you've ever heard for way too long of a time, and then another lull of silence followed it. Uh, I love the digital age. This is so fun. I was like, I don't want to do another <laughs> podcast. I don't want to talk What's to another happening? person. There's something so absolutely gutting about a joke like bombing on a Zoom show because there is that second where you're like, oh, it's the lag. Mm-hmm. But then that second passes and you're like, oh, no, it was just a bad joke. Like, oh, they actually like, hate it. Yeah. 
Like, so, myself, I hate Zoom shows. Have you done any of them? No, I I, I kind of took the stance from the beginning that I didn't think that would be something that I would enjoy. And yeah. I was like, I would rather just kind of wait until, like, and I, I kind of, like, threw my hat into podcasting. And I was like, I'd rather just talk to people and, you know, if I try a dumb joke in the room like this and it bombs, then that's fine. But like I feel like a like a internet uh, show, I just felt like that was just like bombing to a screen. I don't know. I was just like I don't think I I don't know if that helps me if I like yeah. that. But I definitely didn't want to. I saw a lot of people do it that I really respect, and I just was like, you know, I I think it's a different strokes for different folks kind of thing. I was like. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna be one of these people that like nay says it or whatever. I've just I was like, yeah, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. When well, we've had people I will who, say, like, who like it, people who don't, but it's just weird. It's, it's different. Yeah, no, they're super weird. Yeah, no, they're not good. But I did do. I've done a couple of shows where people where like the host will drop your um your Venmo into the uh, chat section on the Zoom, and then I <laughs> like one night. The different dudes that were watching it paid me $25 for my jokes. And yes, they were all in reference to my incest joke. <laughs> but She's like, I, I did they all reached out later and it was creepy, but also I got $25. So No, every single, like, you know, you can add a comment on Venmo. Yeah. Every single one was like, oh, the joke about your brother. <laughs> I, I don't understand this, but I did make some money. Um, that's great. Well, Caitlin, um, where can people find you on social media if, if you so wish? Yeah, I'm at, um, I post my stuff. I mean, when there are shows, um, on Instagram and it's at Blancy Um, cause my last name's Blancet. Mm-hmm. Um, like fancy pants. Like fancy pants, like fancy pants, exactly. <laughs> Um, then I also have a website um, that sadly has been super empty since, you know, all this. But when I do have shows, I will post them on my website, which is CaitlinBlancet.com. So, nice. very awesome. Helpful. Well, hey, Caitlin, thank you yeah. so much for being on the show. Appreciate it. Uh, it's always a pleasure yeah, talking to you. you. And, uh, yeah, yeah if you guys are out, if you're out in the D.C. area, please go uh, follow her, check her out. Um, hilarious comedian. Caitlin Blanchett, and we'll uh, take a break, and we'll be right back. Are we on? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fucking act professional, god damn it. It's not what I bring to the table. Hello. Hello, Jessica. You're on the Drunk Dial hello. Podcast. Hello. Oh, hello, Drunk Dial Podcast. <laughs> hello. We're back. We're we're back. We're both back in the studio. Me, Bridget Haran, uh, Cody the Dog. We're doing it. Doing it. We're doing the damn thing. How's it going? Hi, Bridget. How are you feeling? I'm I'm felt better before I started drinking this O'Doul's. <laughs> Fucking crap. Oh. Yeah, trash. It's not ideal. Drinking the NAs, huh? Yeah. 
Well, get, get, get that 0.5% alcohol. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's going well so far. How are you? Okay. I'm have doing you, okay. Have Dyke, you, how are you? Have you gone on any any trips recently? Any fun fun canoe trips or No, unfortunately <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> unfortunately I haven't. And let me tell you why. <laughs> I told I I told the story at the beginning of the podcast that uh oh, the the canoe that we were in, the canoe I was in with uh, another co- comic, we actually capsized twice. And um and and Cody almost drowned twice. Holy shit! But I found out he could. He's a strong swimmer. Yeah. And you know I saved him. Yeah. I had to make two rescues, which brought me back oh. to my my lifeguarding days. But yeah, we we neglected to say. Are you for real? Were you a lifeguard? I, I was. Yeah, I used She's to. Like seriously. <laughs> I, I I used to uh, work at a summer camp, and we would take the kids on that very same river. So I, I've done that's the, like the coolest job. Uh, it w- it was fun, you know, like yeah. it was a good time. So like the both the campsite that we stayed at and the place we went canoeing are places that I had been to probably like thirty times before. So I was just like, yeah, wow. I, know, I know where everything's oh, at. Okay. I know, like, and I've, I I kind of walked in with that, uh, you know, I, I I know how to do all this energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's call it what is cockiness. You yeah, were, you were a little cocky a little cockiness. Well, I never. I, I was always the guy that was uh, rescuing people that mm-hmm. didn't know how to canoe. I was never the guy that didn't know how to canoe. Yeah, that needed rescuing. But uh, it was Zane's first time, and we'll just go ahead and blame him. And uh, or, right. yeah. or or there was a loose dog in the boat too. I've never had a loose dog. There was a lot yeah. of uh, you normally just really really tie them down. Yeah, known unknowns, but yeah, <laughs> we had a, we had a we had a few uh, you know I don't say. Life or death situation. A little mishap. Near misses. Near misses. Mm-hmm. That's what we call them in the restaurant industry, right, guys? <laughs> near yep. misses. Near misses. I mean, my staff call them like end all, like worst day ever. It's like <gasps> everything is a disaster to them. Yeah. But I do call yeah. them near misses. I'm like, it's actually fine. <laughs> exactly. You get it. You get it. It's fine. Well, it sounds like I dodged a bullet, honestly. Yeah. Well, no, because you would have probably been in any other boat and you would have been safe. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, true, 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 true. I like. I had reached out to Dyke and was like, um, "Did did Jessica ever get a hold of you?" Oh my god, because this is so embarrassing for, for, for our <laughs> so listeners. I woke up and it's like eight in the morning. I've like just had surgery, so it's really the, like I'm just waking up like to take more drugs. And right. I like, look at my phone and I've like I've missed message from Jessica and I was like oh I wanted she was like hey just didn't know if you were I probably not but didn't know if you were gonna go canoeing um I didn't realize how far away it is and and now I can't get a hold a hold of Dyke which what we found out is that Dyke's phone doesn't work if he's outside of a large city yeah pretty much 465 and it's, it's done it just shuts off um and so I think we decided that you were just going to call the place, and it was like, I was like, that's fine, and I was like, it'll be no big deal, like, and I didn't think anything of it, and then you were like, no, like I sent, I sent a lot of messages. He's gonna when his phone is back on, he's gonna have. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> no, not at all. It like, was so embarrassing. Every everything was so wild. Can I just go ahead? I 
just want to let you know, I knew that this was coming and I was prepared for it. I was like, okay, Jessica, you know that this is going to happen. You know, you're going to be confronted about this. <laughs> and what are you going to say when it happens? And all, I'm mortified. I'm so embarrassed about it. And the fact that I said, let me just go back to it for a second. Hold on. <laughs> because I so desperately, so, so desperately, I hope you guys know this, want to be your friends. I said, also, I hope it's okay if I say, please don't hesitate to ask to hang out again. I'm usually down. <laughs> Embarrassing. Who says that? I, I think I told you, though, I Lord was like, because I also didn't know about the trip until you were, like, talking about you it. You did and I was say like, something. Cool. You cool, did say cool, something. Cool. And I was glad, glad everyone's going on a canoe trip while old Bridget's just at home with heart <laughs> surgery. Fun. Glad everyone's having a great time without me. So I'm low-key. Oh, boy. The, the Part of me that has severe fear of missing out is glad you didn't go, so I wasn't the only one not there. You didn't even know when I had to break the news to you that something was happening without you? I was like, cool, 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 cool. That's well, funny. yeah, I think I think it kind of came to be, and then I was like, oh, can't ask Bridget because she's not going to be able to go. Right, because, yeah. I mean, you I, wouldn't have been able to go. I'm so. that person, though, that it's like, I don't care if I'm not able to go. Like, I need everyone to <laughs> invite I need to be invited. <laughs> I understand that. Literally, understand that. that is all I need. Nine times out of you ten, do I, seem I, like will not, of person. I will not go, but I must be invited. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Exactly, exactly. Uh, She's like, you do seem like that you're that needy, actually, yeah. <laughs> that <fits>. My dog. <laughs> my no, 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 no. <laughs> I was going to say, not all of us, I was going to say, actually, Bridget, I was going to say, you do seem like the type of person who gets invited to things very often because people like you. Thank so, you. That, was a it was really, a that was a really good save. Nice save, that yeah. Was really that was really solid. Good. It, wasn't a, it wasn't a save. <laughs> that, that was like over the back wall save. <laughs> like, like someone hits a home run and they <laughs> reach over the back brick and you still get it. Um, it you know sports so right, well. I've always, I'm always very engaged whenever you decide to make a sports reference. <laughs> well, so I used to have this one trick. I used to work, um, I was a bartender at a hotel bar uh, for a while. And it was like by the old airport, so it was like the closest. It's a terrible job. <laughs> yeah, you're a bartender at a hotel bar. That's three sixty five. And like by the airport, Ooh. so yeah. it's, it's a lot of people that aren't. And like, by the airport, it was, it was the closest hotel to the airport. It was walking distance from the airport. So, uh, but I bet did you did you get good tips? Oh, yeah, I got good tips. I met a lot of nice uh, D list celebrities. You know, I met Kato Kalen. You know, we <laughs> had a great we had a great time. But um, one one time, what were we talking about? What how did how did I get on the? Um, I had some gold sports. sports oh, sports, yeah. So from like, someone sorry. who so, everything I know, I mean, so, so, know so, nothing about sports. So old dudes, when they don't know what to say to each other, just talk about sports, and I don't know dick all about sports. So what I would do... Right. That's why I get along really well with older men. Is it's just like, I can talk sports all day. Well, what I would do is I would I would go in and I would just put on Sports Center, And whatever the story of the day was, I would just be like, okay, that's the thing. Or I'd either put on Sports Center, or I'd pull out the sports page. And then I would just regurgitate um, the, top, the top story of the day. And I would just be like, yeah, what about all the such and such? <laughs> And here's the thing, ladies. I don't know if you've ever met men before, but uh, if oh. you like, uh, they will just talk what? and talk men. and talk. 
they will go in. They'll they, go in about it. They they know? will go in so hard they will not even check back to see if you actually knew what you were talking about. No, they love exactly. Hear, they love <laughs> well, to hear their own voice. voice. <laughs> Unless you're a woman, they will go back to check to see if you know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then heckle you about it if you don't. But then also if you know more than they exactly. somehow still heckle you. <laughs> right? Right? She gets it. She gets it. See, I, I, I've this kn- is the theme of this podcast. Is It's just Dyke talking to me and another female <laughs> like, about like <laughs> women being yeah harassed for years. <laughs> or the way... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's maybe my favorite episode ever. I'll it's, be it, it's because we, you know, it's because uh, I, I book a very diverse show and I get mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of really intelligent women guests on here. That's why. That's another behind the back shot. Wait, why is that a behind the back <laughs> shot? <laughs> no, you you do. You bring a lot to the table. You are much tamer on this than you ever are in the harder brunch. You say some outlandish, ridiculous, offensive. Well, that's a that's that a different that's a different uh, that's a different beast, you know. Like, well, yeah, you have other men to back you up. We're and saying, no, now, like I'll this is like, you can't say that. Look, I would not. <laughs> first, first of all, I would never in a million years call Chris King and Zach men. Okay, ever would I do that? Oh. Second of all, we're 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 friends in this in this universe. We're 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 teammates. We're friends. That's true. On that podcast, we're we're just adversaries. You know. Yeah. You're you're the uh, you're the professional chef that's better than me, and I'm the podcast yeah. host who has to knock you down a peg. That's true. You know that's I that's feel that that's every our time that's I'm on your show. <laughs> that's our role on that show. Oh. But on this show, we're just. We're just two two goofs having a good time. Two goofs that were laid off <laughs> just having a great time. Getting getting wasted normally. Get wasted on your Odoo. Yeah. Twenty five percent got me crazy. Yeah. Whoa. Just trying to keep all of our body juices inside, yep. not leaking just, out. <laughs> yeah. A losing yeah, battle so as of right now, but it's fine. Are you losing juices? <laughs> She's losing juices slightly. She wa- she walked back in from a break and she was like. uh... Yeah, I think my uh, I think my juices are loose. They're just I like, I was like, hey, s- settle down there, Starburst. All right. Yeah. Jack was like, what's that smell? And I was like, those are my bodily fluids leaking out through my chest. Oh, my God. What? Cody's just licking a pool of it off the ground. <laughs> just, it's gross. He's just leaving it here. He's like, one, one woman's trash is another man's feast. <laughs> I didn't know we were going this hard on this uh, subject, but yeah. That's, so things uh, are going well here. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm good. Knew? I'm glad to hear it. I don't even need alcohol to flowing. say terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I lo- it's authenticity. <laughs> so are you, are you, Jessica, are you back to, I mean, you've been working the whole time, right? Yeah, I've been working the whole time pretty much. So no change, yeah. no change in your game, no change in your lifestyle, you're just still... Um, there's some change in, in my hooping? game. My schedule changes. Oh yeah, my my schedule changed. Um, you know, I used to work like, you know, uh, twelve to like eleven most days, and then now I'm working like seven to one thirty, which is like a dream schedule. So I have all this free time, which is good. Yeah, that's like so, basically yeah, a nine to five. That sounds amazing. <laughs> you were getting yeah, seven 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 a.m. to one thirty. Yeah. 
which is pretty pretty nice. Yeah. Honestly, nice. So, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all I've got going on. Any any other? I was telling Dyke, I was like, I haven't talked to her except for that like one message last week, but I haven't talked to her since I was uh, out out west, and I, I right. feel like I, I I don't know what's going on with you. I need to like catch back up. Well, there. Well, there's not too much going on. I mean, the blog's still going strong, mm-hmm. but that's that's pretty much about it right now. I'm just, you know, finding my zen. Are yeah. you guys finding your zen? I mean, I was on a right? lot of Percocet, which really zen? helped. Percocet will really <laughs> help you find your zen, as it turns out. Fuck yeah. I've never Fuck been yeah. more zen. <laughs> I, I, I feel very weird uh, because everything's kind of coming back. Like I like I started back at my bartending job. Like I just bartended a two hundred plus person wedding on Friday, and uh, yeah. and like uh, we're like the staff is the only people wearing masks. Um, wow! And so like it's just like I feel like in a lot of ways like everything I'm doing seems mm-hmm. to be back to like normal. Mm-hmm. And then, like we, we just, for instance, talked to our guest who lives in D.C. and they're still on lockdown. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I know our our Pittsburgh location that um, officially opened like the last week of February, so has never had a chance to really be open, be running. And mm-hmm. they announced on they announced that yesterday they no longer can sell alcohol in their bar anymore. So it's a brewery; they brew in house yeah. there, and they can't they can sell it to go, but not. So they've just closed down except for carryout again because they've spiked. They've had a spike in cases, and it's like that's happening in Texas right. now. And it's like now that people are finally getting back to normal, then it's like now there's another spike. Wow. So it's like people are going to be pissed if we all go back into lockdown. It's, I mean, I think I honestly think that it's coming for sure. And yeah, like that. Kind of ugh, like, that makes me so nervous for you, Dyke. That makes me so nervous. You like. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. Because you're how old much you and you're susceptible. This, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Says the girl who just had triple bypass mm. surgery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not why. None of my juices are but on the floor. Thank you very much. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you're working. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine. I honestly can't imagine. I'm so stressed for when the students come back to campus. And they're all coming from literally all over. Mm-hmm. Like, they, our campus has not decided to close. They're actually opening a couple of weeks early so that they can take a longer, like, winter break. Yikes. But well, that doesn't it, make any sense. It's all... Oh. Exactly. I, I mean, oof, I could get fired for saying that. But, yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense at all. But... I'll say it. You don't have yeah. to. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of fucked. Especially when you look at... You know, I mean, I don't know how, like, in tune you guys are with everything that's going on mm-hmm. with the coronavirus and all that jazz. But, I mean, you look at all of these other college campuses, and they're all just doing, like, online learning and everything, which I think is smart. Mm-hmm. And then you look at other states that are, you know, like, Texas. Have you looked at Texas? Yeah, numbers are a, fucking it's, a hot, it's a hot mess down there. Yeah, I sent Dyke a picture earlier oh, yeah. of the, like, bar patrons and owners protesting in Texas, and it's just... So tone deaf and and yeah. just idiotic, mm-hmm. the things that they're like putting on their. But it's like it's spiking, and there's a reason for it, and it's because of things like that. It's it's all just a lot, and I know Agreed. that Governor Holcomb did his uh, announcement today that we're going to kind of pause. We're not going to look to 
reopen 100% by July 4th and that we're just going to kind of pause where we're at now in like a stage like 4.5 is what they're calling it. Um, right. Which I think is good, but hopefully that's enough to, to stop it from, from spreading too much. I, I really, I don't know. I'm pretty depressed that I'm supposed to go to France in, in January and I really need Europe to open its borders to us. Cause like, guess what? I don't want to be here either. Like let me in. Yeah. Nobody wants to fucking be here, dude. Yeah. Like nobody wants to be here. Qu'est-ce que tu vas? Qu'est-ce qu'il y a? Je ne comprends pas. It's literally like nobody, <laughs> nobody's going to let us in anywhere. And it's, we're on a list of like five countries that you can't travel anywhere. We're, we're I mean, in, we're I mean it's going to be one of those things. Where in France are you supposed to go? Uh, we're hanging out. It's for a friend of mine's 30th birthday. So we're supposed to go to Paris and then we're going to Champagne region. We're going to spend a couple of days what? in Montpellier and then fly to Barcelona. And uh, we were going to originally go for New Year's Eve, but now we were going to go in January. But I'm like, come on. So there's a group of us going. So I really, it, in the most selfish, yeah. most first world the problems wor- the wor- kind of way, I really need this to be solved. The, the world needs to get its sack together so you can so go get can drunk go in, in Paris. Literally. But hey, but hey, you know, what's really small to you is really big to someone else and vice versa. <laughs> you never know, you know, so. Yeah, well, it's okay. Bridget you know? is like, uh, she's a, what we call a global Karen. So it's, <laughs> like, it's really about her. Oh. She she doesn't want to stay here. Um, she, she cares about problems here, but the, for the whole world's purposes, yeah, she, she cares about the champagne. If this Corona is closing a Paris, she's going to talk to the manager. I will lose my shit. <laughs> I have a question for you guys, totally yeah. off topic. Yeah. How is, how dating going for you guys? Well, Bridget's literally leaking chest plate fluid so onto not, the ground right now. Not great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not great for me. So, not great. I will uh, say, if great. somebody wanted to, to to date Bridget right now, I would I would say there's probably something wrong with them. Okay, well, that's really rude. Wow. <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry, 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 sorry. Let me, I, I would what say, I would fuck, say, bro? I would say it's, sorry, let me try that again. I would say it's yeah. probably <laughs> probably inappropriate if somebody <laughs> wants to like hook up with somebody who's like physically recovering um, from surgery. Yeah. I uh, I, I like had well hook up. Yeah, well, it's like I am like can't walk up a flight. Of th- so yeah. basically, for all of you who are um, under the age of eighty, uh, the basically rule of thumb if you have heart conditions is if you can walk up a flight of stairs. Um, you can you can have sex. Then you can. Fuck. It, it became popular right. in the the uh, Jack Nicholson Diane Keaton movie Something's Got to Give uh, that they disclosed they disclosed that, that secret. But that's literally that like an actual thing that doctors tell you. Um, and so my cardiologist is always like, "Oh yeah," he was like, I, "I like brag on how quickly you're recovering," and then I remember that you're 28, and <laughs> that's why you're in much better shape than all my other patients. But, I mean, uh, you walked up six steps to get in here, and you did not look good. Okay, I did it twice, so yeah. that's why I'm exhausted. <laughs> but no, but it's Aww. I uh, dating is kind of just on hold for a second. On hold, uh, it should be on hold for everyone yeah. right now. Honestly, well, yeah, and it's like it's kind of it's almost easier because like most people's dating is on hold because of COVID. So I don't feel mm-hmm. like I'm like missing out on too much. Plus, like. I'm not very good at it. I uh, so it all works out okay. 
What about you, Dyke? You were proposed to <laughs> four times. Here, Bridget, you're if you you're a phenomenal dater. Come on. What are you talking about? I went to. Uh, you, I went to. A, I went to a Coke orgy, but I passed on on yeah. everything. He he said no Coke for me, no orgy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the offer. Neither. Yeah. Maybe no next too. time. No problem. Didn't you? I Big think bummer. that's so bold for me that not only was was like a bunch of people doing Coke together, but like then an orgy, like that's the opposite of social distancing. Yeah. it is i feel like that was like really unsafe like before corona (laughs) well and like sharing like uh you know nose candy i feel like yeah uh, i'm (laughs) still surprised hey that's good they say you're not a comic speaking of leaking they say they say you're not a comic but i like that one (laughs) penis candy (laughs) uh well like i think also like for me like i don't smoke weed like and i don't have a stance on it i just I, I've smoked plenty of weed. I just mm-hmm. don't really enjoy it that much. It's not your thing. It makes me anxious. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it gives me a little bit of the old anxiety. And, like, the world gives me anxiety right now, so, like, I don't need any more of that. But what's 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 funny to me is that, like, we never thought about the fact of, like, taking a piece of paper, slobbering all over it, rolling up drugs, <laughs> and lighting it on fire, and then sharing it amongst multiple people yeah. is, like, being, like, oh, no, a no, no, weird no, no. thing. Oh, no, 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 It's definitely a thing. It's definitely a thing. Yeah. And that's why you buy the pre-rolls. <laughs> That's why you do that. She's like, I want a robot to, to lick my joints, no, not a human. <laughs> hold on now. I swear on my life. Well, maybe not. But that swear on my life. It's, it's currency. Well, the, okay, so that's and I have that's one aspect of it. But then the other thing is like, well. Everyone basically. And then it's like, here's yours, and then I'll take mine. Yeah, everyone either needs to have their own pre-roll yeah. or their there own. There should be no puff up right? pass. Their own dugout. Yeah, puff up pass. No, 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 not at all. To be We're not doing that anymore. We're leaving that in 2019. I'll tell you what. Yeah, like 86 for sure. Like two weeks into Corona, um, I took a drink of what I thought was my cocktail, and like I drink rum, and like uh, Bridget drinks gin. And I just took a big old swig of it was it was literally like the last dregs of a gin cocktail, so it was just definitely all backwash. Yeah, and it was like at the height of Corona fever of like (laughs) I hadn't touched anyone in two weeks. I was like wiping off doorknobs. I was being as safe as I could, and then it was like literally like I took a. A shot from the back of Bridget's throat. That's how it felt going down. Yeah. I was like, uh, this isn't this, this is, is This is a mine. This like, is, I feel dirty. This is just gin and someone else's <laughs> phlegm. Saliva. Bodily yeah. Gross. All right. Well, um <laughs> I always like to end on a gross note, you know. I feel like that's, that's a good pretty, good for like, the show. We're nothing if not consistent in our inconsistency. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Jessica, is there anything you would like to plug here? Um, check out my blog, thegreatergoodmusic.com. That's the all I gotta greatergoodmusic.com. say. Guys, literally, like, she okay. does some really amazing. She not only will do, like, really deep dives into specific artists, but then this last week she went in and kind of did, like, her, like, top music to follow for the season. And, and she really has really good really good taste and really good insight into stuff and it's definitely worth a follow yeah. we'll see you next time we'll see you next time and uh also check out cupcake guys she's really <laughs> she's really doing big stuff <laughs> and also uh if anyone knows cupcake we want her on the drunk tile 
at Cupcake oh, Freak, yeah. we want you on the drunk dial. I, I'm saying this right I'll now. Be, I'll be sending out the DMs. We, I'll be sending out the DMs. For you I want the Marys and I want Cupcake. That's yeah. the two musical acts that I really want to get on. I really do think that, like, Done. I love and, like, we are super hyped that she is number one right now, but we really missed our shot. Yeah. I feel like before she was number one, like, maybe in that, like, pre COVID. She was in hiding. She was I in hiding. We, yeah. need, we needed that. I yeah. can make it happen. Hold All on. Right. There I is. can make it happen. Give me, give me <laughs> a couple from Tinder with the wind. She's yeah. like, I got you guys. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Thank Bye. you. Bye.